Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. And I'm Robin. It's 2016! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have a special guest this week returning who was on when we covered Daredevil. It's the vibrant Vicky. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Yay, me! <laughs> it's the time of the episode where our guests get to cheer themselves. Yay, I exist! Hooray! Yay! <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing in this new year? Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> well, it's pretty much. I quit coffee, so I'm I'm especially mellow now. Oh no! Nice. Just like, yeah, yeah. You need to take up another vice. Hello, Jessica Jack's right. example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the drinks. So how's it going? How's it going for you, Robin? Not mm. on coffee. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, we won't talk about it. I'm sorry. Robin, Dale Cooper would not approve of you giving up coffee. Uh, if I was just more of a man, I could drink it black. I can't do it. What? Sugar uh, that I quit it for. It's not because I have like, a heart That's... problem. Just drink it black. Oh, I can't. Just, have, it's just have a tiny. Just have a tiny bit of milk, and you're good. No, yeah. it's terrible. I need like a pound of sugar for every just cup. In, well, then you sweetener. don't like coffee, sir. I know. <laughs> I like coffee shakes. <laughs> put in sweetener instead of of sugar, and then wean no, yourself no. off of it. Wean yourself off. Cut down the sugar. It's, it'll be easier than going cold turkey. Oh, I'm 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 here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was uh, that was an update on Robin's new year resolution. We're going to see how it goes next week when Robin's just going, oh, <laughs> So, um, Vicky, I have to ask you, <laughs> what is your knowledge of Jessica Jones? Is all interesting, uh, and are you a newbie or an expert? Um, well, I know I knew of her, but it wasn't until you gave me all of the alias graphic novels to read that I really got into her, and she is amazing. Yeah, I love her. Like, love her. She's Have you the had any any, uh, any experience with Jessica Jones' costume, Vicky? <laughs> 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 what, what you mean that time I had to sew you into your jewel costume? <laughs> yes, <laughs> in my workroom. So yes, a, a little, a little experience. Yes, <laughs> and as I said on a previous episode, it's uh, a hard costume to get in and out of if you want to go to the the water closet, as we say in England. Um, but also, so is the mockingbird costume, which Vicky was also wearing. So oh, we took about half yeah. to go to the toilet each time. The, the amount of spanks under those costumes, dear God. Yeah, half the world <laughs> had spanks were worn by us yeah. that weekend. It's true. It's yeah. true. <laughs> Cool. So, um, this week, I've got quite a bit of news, actually, which is interesting. So, there's been, there was an article by Entertainment um, uh, Weekly about Daredevil Season 2, in which we got some pictures from Season 2, which you guys are not allowed to look at. I have put them in the Facebook group. Um, Sorry. But, uh, what? They were all over Facebook. I could not help but see most of those pictures. And really, okay. honestly, you're not you're not allowed to look, Robin. Not allowed. To look. <laughs> they're not that bad. There's God one. Damn it, Robin. <laughs> there's one that definitely hints that we're going to see a very cool story in season two, which I'm not going to say anymore. Mm. Um, we've also had the first official pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange released, which is he looks the part, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> other news: Agent Carter oh. is starting in January. Hooray! Yay! Yay! Very excited about that. 
And also in the EW article, it mentioned that Daredevil Season 2 will be hitting Netflix in March. But I've also heard differing things on this, so I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to say it's returning in March <laughs> as a question. <laughs> in March? It might see. <laughs> yeah, you guys excited? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Seeing as we finished talking about Jessica Jones on the 14th of February, we'll get a very short break. I know. We're gonna, <laughs> I wonder if we'll have time to read the comics. What, what, every single Daredevil comic ever made? No, the Jessica Jones comics. We're going to read them after. That's true. Oh, we will. We can do it. We'll just have to record multiple episodes a week for our listeners. <laughs> None of us have any other podcasts to worry about. No. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Well, I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. Uh, okay, so let's get into this episode. So we start off and we are panning down um, the corridor into the office and we see Hans uh, grabbing a file from a drawer that's on Hope. And then we pan up and we see it's Kilgrave, oh my gosh! And we've got purple lighting. Um, um, Kilgrave then goes and takes a leak in Jessica's toilet, which is really creepy and invasive. Oh. So, um, so did he change the light bulbs in her apartment to make it purple? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Wherever <laughs> <laughs> goes, he just changes the light bulbs to purple light bulbs. And I bet you he. Did, I don't think he washed his hands, and I don't think he flushed. <laughs> I don't think he did. Oh, it's just so creepy. Someone having it, having a wee in your toilet, and you don't know that they've done yeah. it. Ooh. And he does it like in the grossest way possible. Like does this squat where he pulls his zipper down like in a very exaggerated <laughs> way. I'm like, his butt out. dude. Yeah, he does stick his butt out. He's all about like I'm pissing in this toilet. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. totally own this whole place. Yeah. Mark this is mine, and that's mine, and I'm going to pee all around here, because this <laughs> is mine. You should have just peed all over the floor. It's all mine. It's horrible. So did you guys expect to see Kilgrave, like, sneaking around Jessica's office? I figured it would happen at some point. I just didn't know. Uh, and how many seconds after uh, Ruben knocked on the door did you go, oh, he's dead? <laughs> like, Pretty much immediately. Like, or as soon as he said, zero. I love her, I was like, yeah, he's a goner. <laughs> you mm. like, oh, he made her more banana bread, guys. Oh, Yeah, yeah. bye, Ruben. See ya. <laughs> I was like, I got the wrong dead twin. Saying yeah. that dad all this time. Never <laughs> more, never more shall we experience his lovely banana bread. Um, no, I want, I want banana bread now. I do as well. Banana bread's good. Mm. Uh, so, uh, in the next scene, Jessica is kicked out of a bar and she falls into some trash. Um, and homeless guy asks her for a dollar and she gives him a Blimpies punch card and said, Is Blimpies a thing? I've never heard of Blimpies. It's a real place, right? Yeah, it's a sub shop. Oh, oh okay. Would that be like a corporate sponsorship here? I don't know. <laughs> Did Blimpies pay for this? <laughs> also, Zuckola also paid for it. Zuckola. Yeah, Zuckola. <laughs> I was like, is Zuckola a real thing? Is it? I don't know. No idea. So. Okay. I was like, Zuckola. I was um, sold. What? <laughs> I was sold on it. What, Zuckola? Yeah, yeah. Should I Google it? Yeah, if you want. Sure. Uh, I, I didn't. <laughs> um, so she sees Wendy leaving uh, her free clinic, and the light, I, I put a note, the lighting in the background behind Jessica is like these purple and pink neons, and I was like, oh, it's really pretty, the lighting. Um, and she uh, follows Wendy, and we get noir saxophone. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's more like a kazoo. <laughs> uh, so Jessica follows Wendy down uh, the subway and uh, calls her out and tells her to sign the divorce papers, but Wendy refuses. And so Jessica uh, is obviously slightly inebriated and does a bit of a Ben Affleck in the Daredevil movie. And Hey, that light at the end of the tunnel? Guess what? That's not heaven. That's the F train. Oh. Yeah, I just said because it's the F train that's coming at this. That's that's amazing, Robin. Thanks. Incredible. Sorry, Uh, I stole your quote. So, yeah, she accidentally drops her on the tracks and then jumps down, throws Wendy out the way. And then waits till the very last minute to jump onto the platform herself. I was like, don't you, don't you be mean to Clamty Jane. <laughs> I love Wendy. Wendy's like yeah. one of my favourite characters. I love her so much. I'm team Wendy. It's, She's like I, only, I one of the only reason. decent people. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I didn't really care one way or the other for her until later in this episode when she stuck up for herself, yeah. defended herself yeah. with blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, awesome. fuck yeah, Wendy. Go Wendy. Wendy. Go Wendy. We're on Team Wendy. Uh, yeah. Team Jerry, whatever. Team Wendy all the way. Um, so then in a sort of you know reversal of what we've had in the series so far, Malcolm finds Jessica in the elevator, kind of out of it. And Malcolm's in his gym gear. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, look at his little legs. Yeah. Oh. Um, Probably my favorite outfit of the whole season so far. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, are you going to come and cosplay as Malcolm? I might. I have the hair for it. You do have fluffy hair. <laughs> if you cut your hair so from the sides and just left it on top of your hair, it would look very Malcolm-like. Do you ever but have then, a problem not getting recognized until you take your hat off? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if I, if ever on the rare occasions that I get my hair straightened, <laughs> I look like a completely different. I'm person. like, who the fuck are you? Where's <laughs> <laughs> my wife? Look at my wife. Oh, Mel, I want to see you with straight hair. Mm, it's weird. <laughs> It would be like if you ever saw me with blonde hair, you'd be like, who are you? Oh, that would be so weird. <laughs> yeah, it would be very odd. So um, Malcolm helps uh, her to her apartment, and he takes some banana bread. He's like, hmm. Jessica gets on the bed and feels the blood, and oh, my God, Ruben is dead next to her, and he slit his own throat, and I went, why, yeah. Ruben, why? Oh, you were creepy, but... I'm wondering why the purple man didn't take the banana bread for himself. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like banana bread. <laughs> Maybe he eats, eats, fr- eats food that is purple. So if it was like probably food, peanut bread, he would. And plus he's Scottish, so he won't like it unless it's deep fried. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It has to be deep okay. fried. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that all Scottish people like deep fried food, by the way. But he's not Scottish unless he's English, so... I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so poor Reuben, he slit his own throat. Aww. Aww. Um, Jessica looks at the blood on her hands. Uh, Malcolm enters, and Jessica sees a footprint on the floor and je- realizes that Kilgrave is there, and she becomes hysterical. Uh, Malcolm calms her down um, and goes to call the police, but Jessica says that as this is the third death that she's directly connected to, the police will probably arrest her, which is true. Um, mm-hmm. So she says she, instead she's going to end it with another option uh, that she will go to jail, but it has to be the right jail. It has to be space jail. Supermax. <laughs> what would you do if it was space jail? That'd be awesome. 
<laughs> well, that would be cool because, because the jail if it was from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, if it, no, because if it was space jail, it would be um, that jail that's in the comics that's run by Ultron before oh, Ultron yeah. goes bad. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but or it could be the one in uh, what's the one in the other dimension in Dimension X. The show would take a very different turn if she's like, it's been very gritty and, you know, I have to go to the right jail, the jail in Dimension X. And all the audience will be like, what? <laughs> what? Um, Crossover. You know, the word... Oh, sorry. Go oh, no, go on. Go on. Well, I was saying the word Supermax comes up, and I just remember that there's this movie idea that had been optioned, like, years ago that never actually came to fruition. What I was actually excited about, which was... Like like uh, Green Arrow goes to Supermax prison. It's the it's the prison where um, all the you know super powered bad guys are being held. And since he's like a superhero or whatever, he gets sent there after he gets set up or something like that. Then I thought he has that was to, like, Arkham Asylum. No, it's like a, it was like, it was called Supermax. Oh, um, it was different than Arkham. It was like I don't know. So I was super, I, was, I was actually excited about that movie. It never happened, but um, when this came up. I not only thought, okay, this plan really sucks, but we might actually see Jess, like, in a supermax prison with other super-powered um, individuals. Mm-hmm. Maybe with Kingpin, them. although Kingpin's not super-powered. That's yeah. true. And super, uh, Kingpin's in Rikers, I think. From right. Kingpin, I think. yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, T-Fisk! So, <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, you're very much looking forward to getting your little Wilson Fisk... Um, pop Funko figure, aren't you? Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, this is a really dumb plan. So, uh, Jessica's looking at info on Supermax Prison. It's a high-tech mousetrap of a prison, so she's basically planning to bait Kilgrave to go there, um, and then he won't be able to use his powers, or he will only sort of one-on-one, so the cameras will expose him. Um, when she said it's a, a high-tech mousetrap, though, I just imagine Kilgrave, like, sneaking through and then, like, you know, a big basket thing, like, like a little man flipping into a bathtub. You know, like the game mousetrap? Yeah, like a human-sized mousetrap board game. Yeah. That would be hilarious. He reaches her He reaches her, and she's dressed as a giant cheese. Yeah. And then the little basket goes down and catches him. He's like, ah, damn you. Damn you with your plastic cage. Um, and Jessica remembers that Detective Clemens is already suspicious of her, so she uh, decides that she's going to go and see him at 8pm at the 15th Precinct, and uh, then says, I need a lawyer. And we immediately go, oh, Matt Murder! I know! Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, it's happening! <laughs> this is the beginning of a lot of mentions in the show of, I need a lawyer, I need a lawyer. And every time when I watched the show, I was like, oh, please let me mad for you, please! Oh my god! Isn't he supposed to have a cameo in this season? I'm not saying! I thought you said previously that he did. There are two but... cameos in this episode. Did you guys notice them? There's two, two in this episode. Um, no, it was it was said that there was um, going to be an appearance by uh, Matt Murdock in the show before the show aired. That's all I say. Yeah, yeah. So did they lie, or is it going to be I'm there? Gonna, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Why the hell not? Because I, because no, because I'm evil. Spoilers, sweetie. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, River Song. Uh, so Trish and Will are in bed, and the phone's ringing. Uh, Trish is clearly the boss in their relationship. Is she like? Oh yeah. Seems like. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I, I was like, okay, I'm shipping them, but it's, I mean, all right, I, I don't know. Is this necessary? Are you really? Is this why? necessary? <laughs> why are you shipping them? Why are you shipping them? Because they're, they're, they're made for each other. Are you still shipping not. them after he's a dick to her in this episode? No, I mean, they're, they have different uh, ideals that come up in this whole um, scene, and you realize, like, yeah, they're probably not, but... Like, we get this, like, really, like, hard... Not hardcore. It's like a softcore sex scene at the beginning. And I was just like, all right, we've seen them bone in. Like, we have to see it every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a little overdone. I don't really like their, uh... I don't like him. I don't like Simpson. He's annoying. You would never see sex this... Well, it's not graphic, but kind of graphic in the Marvel movies. I wonder why they do it in the TV shows. And it's almost like they're like, oh, we have we have permission to do it in this TV show, so let's, like, do it a lot. <laughs> they're not going to sell toys. No the Netflix shows, you know, they've got to sell toys for the the movies. Yeah, um, yeah. They can't yeah sell but like then little, they have still, you know, still it's t- still tamer than the graphic novels. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. You know, they have said about um, Daredevil season two is that it will include more sex than season one did. Because obviously, no no one was really having sex in season one of Daredevil, apart from maybe Fisk and Vanessa, which I'm kind of glad we didn't see, and um, and Foggy and um, Marcy, which I know Mel's glad she didn't see. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then poor Matt wasn't getting any sex. Matt didn't, didn't hook up with Claire, right? Uh, yeah, but I don't think they had sex because she yeah. has just been almost beaten to death. So I don't think he brought her back to his. They did kiss, but then I don't think he was like, "Hey, hey, girl, <laughs> hey, girl, yeah. do you want a frickle frackle?" Yeah, a bit weird. <laughs> oh, I am writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Trish ignores the phone once she sees that it's Jessica, and Trish is still blaming herself for losing Kilgrave, but Will is still blaming Jessica. And then it seems that Trish. No, Mel has to do it. No, I'm on the spot. Do it. Do it. So. Trish seems to have a plan involving Kilgrave. She's got a new lead. His new bodyguards are all ex-military, and she's managed to find out from um, a top New York security firm the details of them. So she wants to catch Kilgrave, but Will still wants to kill him, and he says, you're just naive, girl. Uh, girl? <laughs> yeah. Like frackle. So whose plan is better, Will and Trish following Kilgrave's bodyguards, or Jessica getting thrown into Supermax? <laughs> whose plan is worse? Yeah. Jessica's? Yeah, Jessica's. Yeah. Which is that their plan is. isn't great. <laughs> yeah, both plans are pretty shit, to be honest. <laughs> so in the next scene, uh, Jessica is in sunglasses, probably still a bit hungover, um, waiting for Jerry and Pam at the courthouse. Um, does anyone else think that Jerry's walk was really weird up the stairs? Because she's got her one hand on her hip and walking up the stairs. And I was like, that's a really weird way of walking. Was it just no, me? No, I, I didn't notice. She had like, mm. so imagine like one hand on your hip You'd kind of stand more like that. I don't imagine people walking like that unless they're walking up the, the runway, the catwalk. Uh, you know. I noticed she was walking weird when, I, when she was walking away with uh, Jessica. Yeah, because she had her hand on her hip then. But just walking up the stairs, it just really it was smells like, like heels or something. Mm, walk, walk, fashion, baby. <laughs> no, yeah. That's, this is that walk. Uh, and I wrote in my notes, <laughs> why, don't, why don't we see Matt and Foggy walk past? <laughs> 
whenever we're at the courthouse, I just want to see them walk past uh, and just <laughs> wink at the camera and then carry on. <laughs> so um, Jessica tells Jerry that Wendy will sign the papers, um, but Pam doesn't seem convinced. So Jerry sends Pam away and then asks if Jessica hurt Wendy. Um, and then Jessica says, hey, what would it take for me to get locked up in Supermax by nightfall? But apparently Supermax only houses the worst people. Uh, does anyone want to say what kind of people? The top shelf perverts. Congratulations, Robin. You win the bell. Um, <laughs> so really, it's more like your, you know, it sounds more like your Jeffrey Dahmers and your Ed Geins that get locked up there. Um, Doesn't it take yeah. a long time to get processed to right through to jail? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She wants prison. to get there by nightfall. It's like, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's already, because she's, even when she goes into the, this, the uh, station later, she's in there for two hours just getting interrogated before she's released. They haven't mm-hmm. even charged her with anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, if she was smart slash really stupid, she should have went right into the police department and just started killing people. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would have locked her right up. And she'll say, this is yeah. my plan. I'm going to kill all these people. As, which is my plan to stop Kilgrave from killing more people. Maybe maybe instead of, like, killing people, maybe, like, just start, like, just destroying everything in the office like she does with that chair. Oh, that chair was awesome. That's so, the furniture! Come on! <laughs> just tells Jerry to be at the 15th precinct at 8 p.m. Uh, just leaves. Uh, Malcolm enters the room with Ruben's corpse and says, I can't believe I'm doing this. And as he's leaving, he bumps into Robin. Hi, Robin. Hi. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you happy to see your namesake back, Robin? Were you excited? I was, you know, I wanted to be right about... I'll get it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's that's, um, that's my alarm's going off. It's all right. Um, I was, uh, I was, I was excited. I mean, I, I wanted to be right about her being dead. I thought it would be an, an interesting reveal that, unrelated to Colgrave, uh, Ruben killed his sister, and it, her body was rotting up in that apartment, and just like something that Jessica stumbles across. But you were saying something about her always being, you know, big with the nickname, so I think you kind of spoiled us on the fact that she's still alive. Well, I don't think anyone apart from you, Robin, really thought that Ruben had cooked her into the banana bread. <laughs> I think that was just your theory. Uh, you know, I think I had a large uh, group that was supporting me that was very silent about this. They were Robin. <laughs> they were your many voices. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we do get um, a couple of little nicknames for Robin in this scene. Can you guys remember what they were? No. I wrote them down. What, what? I'm going to win another prize. String bean and Q-tip. Yay! Yay! I love that she calls Malcolm Q-tip. That really made me laugh. Q-tip. <laughs> Q-tip. <laughs> and he is quite a string bean with his little lanky legs. Ah. So, um, Malcolm says that he was in Jessica's apartment getting toothpaste, but Robin doesn't believe him. Um, he was getting a toothpaste. A toothpaste, sorry. <laughs> Not a toothpaste, a toothpaste. Uh, and then Malcolm says instead he was looking for booze, which she does believe, apparently. And uh, then... Are you trying to start something between these two characters? Are you shipping them? What would the ship name be? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if the Robin? show is trying to get them t- together. Oh, God knows. So, some of the looks. <laughs> Some of the looks they gave each other in some of the shots. Yeah. Who would you prefer to be a couple, Mel? Um, Foggy and Marcy, or Robin and Malcolm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Why 
I have to answer this? Her like, face just looked like she was smelled something bad or something. <laughs> <laughs> just threw up in your mouth a bit. You're like, oh. <laughs> uh, so Robin also believes that uh, Jessica's hiding information about Ruben because he's been drawing his and Jessica's initials and, and a little heart on his Etch-a-Sketch lately. Oh. So he's he's developmentally disabled, I, right? I think so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think his sister's been treating him like a little baby his entire life. And yeah, exactly. He's pretty much you know learned. a man child. He is a man child. We'll get a quote about that later. <laughs> um, and uh, Malcolm Malcolm lies and says that uh, Jessica and Ruben are involved. And then Jessica isn't a bad person, and Robin says, well, you're better than doing her bidding, that harpy. I put in capital letters in my notes, why? Why did Malcolm tell her? Um, I think he's freaked out that he's got to deal with a dead body, so he's just kind of like, uh, sure, they're involved, go away. Yeah. He's not clicking his feet. Uh, No, not without the the heroin, or whatever. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) um, what's the next scene? Oh. So Jessica arrives at Luke's bar, and old man Roy, who I like, finally gets lines, because we've just seen him in a couple of episodes before in the background, says, Luke took some time off. Um, Jessica guesses that, uh, that uh, sorry, Roy guesses that Jessica's back there to say, to tell Luke that she loves him, she wants him back, she's going to have his babies, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Roy's heard it all before. The only girl Luke ever missed was Reva, and I drew a little sad face. <laughs> Mm. Oh. And as Jessica leaves, Roy laughs at her, which is nice. <laughs> Charming. Yeah. It's like, hey, yes, hey, thanks, bro. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out my pub. <laughs> get out my pub. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He, he, like, he says something pretty pretty interesting. But do you want like, to do you want to say it, or do you have it as a quote, Robin? I just wrote it down. I mean, you I can say it an hour later. Yeah. It's like he said that when you burn a bridge, you got to learn to swim or fly. I found myself trying to justify that to Matt because Matt was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you know, if you burn a bridge, you can't walk across. Obviously. Yeah, but that's a, literal, that's a literal bridge. We're talking about, like, relationships. What well, if, mean you, if you burn, if you break up with someone, and you've got to learn to fly, you've got to fly away going, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I said swimming's a lot harder than flying, I would imagine. Well, I don't know. You have to flap your arms pretty hard. Yeah. You have to flap your arms to swim, too. <laughs> well, no. I, it's swimming not, is just on the I think you're taking it. I think you're taking it the wrong way. Take your legs. Sorry, Robin. Oh, I, I, you know, a bridge is to get from one shore to another shore, right? And this person, you're, this person is a bridge. This is a person that helps you get across the uh, metaphorical river. Whereas, if you get rid of that bridge, you now have to learn how to do it yourself, either by swimming or flying. Yeah, mm-hmm. sink or swim, baby, sink or swim. <laughs> Or fly. That's what I or say, fly. anyway. Or fly. Or fly. Uh, so, meanwhile, in Jerry's office, this is the scene in which Clamity Jane is badass. Uh, Wendy storms in, and we think she's giving her the divorce papers. Oh, you? Oh, wait. Uh, they're not the divorce papers. They're actually printouts of Jerry bribing jurors. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get up. Get up. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry apparently did, never closed her AOL account. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, Jerry, you're an idiot for deserving. (laughs) Yeah, dickhead. Go back to the Matrix. (laughs) 
Probably when she opened it. Yeah. Exactly. We've heard in a previous episode that Jerry would love to have, like, kill, like if Jerry had access to Kilgrave's powers, she would use them to influence jurors. So this isn't really that surprising. Um, but, yeah, I love that Wendy's just basically like, uh, nah, bitch, you threatened my life. I ain't going to take 75% of your assets. And now uh, I know my rating system. Uh, and Pam says that she already knew about uh, this, but her reaction says otherwise. And then once uh, Wendy leaves, Pam's like, um, yeah, you never told me. So. I don't know why she's like the re the only reason that I can think of her sticking by her side is that she's a rich bitch. She loves her. Mm-hmm. So she why would someone that lies to you all the she time? She might give good frickle frackle. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any frickle frackle is worth that. <laughs> but what is the true question? Is what is the price of true frickle frackle now? <laughs> I don't know, like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Uh, so, in the next scene, something that you guys have been asking about for ages. Yeah. We are at Stars and Tights Talent Agency. This is like my worst nightmare. I freaking hate, like, little stage babies. Ugh. Like, freaking honey boo boo. Ugh, it's horrible. Oh, that's um, super creepy. Oh, super so creepy. horrible. The mum putting hairspray in her kid's hair, I was like, oh! <laughs> no, no. Uh, the kids are practicing auditions for Zarkola. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real, by the way? Did you, did you Google that? I did Google it, but um, I think I'm spelling it wrong. Z A Z A R? No, Z A. Z A. Z A. Oh, no, that's not how you spell that. No, I mean, Coca-Cola. Uh, no, it's just it's taken me to the Coca-Cola one yeah. in South Africa. Oh, so maybe it's yeah. the South African Coca-Cola, randomly. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dorothy, um, Dorothy Walker will get money anywhere. Uh, so Brittany Kovac is called in by Dorothy, but instead she sees Jessica and calls her Jessie and invites her in. Did you guys recognise the actress? Yes! Talk Visit. about sex scenes. Uh, Rebecca De Mornay from Yay. Risky Business. Hello. I mm. love Rebecca De Mornay. She's awesome. Did you guys recognize her, Matt and Mel? No. no. She's from, I think most famous from Risky Business or The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, yeah. Um, the only thing that I know that, the hand that Rebecca De Mornay name from is Seinfeld. <laughs> She's awesome. I love her. She's great. I was so excited when she appeared in this. Um, I had no idea she was going to be in it before I watched the show. Uh, and in Dorothy's office, we see a It's Patsy, really want to be your friend poster. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Patsy with her red hair. And um, also a poster for one of the other films, which is called Simple Crush, <laughs> which is terrible. Um, Jessica tells Dorothy that she needs to talk to her about Trish. And we learn some backstory about Trish because you guys had obviously wondered about this whether it was just emotion, you know, like um, if it was like physical abuse from uh, Trish's mum to Trish. But we find out that Trish used to be on drugs and um, uh, which was due to the doctor over prescribing them. But uh, Jess seems to make out that it's Dorothy's fault. Um, And Trish hasn't been on drugs since Jessica dragged Trish away from Dorothy. So it's another character in the show that has uh, is dealing with sobriety, which I thought was quite interesting because you have you know Mel's story, you've got Jess who obviously isn't at the moment, 
Um, and you've got uh, the whole thing with Trish as well. Um, and I've even cashed it during that scene. That's that's interesting though, because I was like, well, what what is the bad thing that she did? Like, was she a literal pimp? Like, did she actually pimp her kid out? Uh, <laughs> well, no it, it sounds like a kind of. Oh, I'm trying to think of a real life example, like a Macaulay Culkin situation, you know, with like the dad. I can't remember what was his name. The dad of Macaulay Culkin. He would like basically like treat the kids like crap and put them forward for anything, and they were all child stars. And I think Macaulay Culkin like got did a, a divorce from his father and is pretty much estranged from him now. It's kind of like that. Trish Jessica managed to to give Trish the confidence to get estranged from her mum. Uh, Dorothy hasn't seen Trish for years. Is it emancipated? Emancipated? Uh, yeah, emancipated. I don't know, um, but yeah, it kind of makes it. sense that it sounds like Jess has always been there to protect Trish from her mum. So once Jess disappeared, that's when Trish was like, "Oh, I'm going to take care of myself and start doing the Krav Maga and getting the security and all of that stuff." And uh, so Trish was uh, um, Jessica's Reuben for a while. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what was making her banana bread? <laughs> <laughs> no, like he was. He, she took care of her. I'm. I'm. Just... Oh, oh, Ruben. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in pieces now. But, um, but skipping ahead, I mean, later you, we see a, like a little flashback, and mm-hmm. she uh, Trish pulls a scarf over her neck really quick, and I was wondering if that was a bruise or like a hickey. <laughs> <laughs> like if she was actually pimping her out physically, Ooh. like it's like a mm. sign or something. I don't know. I took it as a bruise. Maybe I mean, it's a bruise. at the time, yeah, I thought a bruise. Just because the show makes me think of like, like, oh, it could be. It's probably the grossest thing imaginable, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. So um, they also, we also find out that Dorothy's still kind of living off royalty checks from Trish, but she will only keep getting those. If um, she stays away from Trish, 500 feet uh, to be exact. It's not an official restraining order, but Jessica says that um, even if she ends up in prison, like Jessica, she will know and she will um, protect Trish kind of no matter what. And then Dorothy says, taking you in was the worst decision of my life. At at this point, I think it was in this uh, scene, there's the line, uh, Trish's wishes. And it just struck is it, somebody said that as part of a sentence. Trish's wishes probably you're not respecting Trish's wishes or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it just it sounds like a brand of something like I don't know. Yeah. That should be one of the uh, the Patsy Walker films, you know, like Trish's Yeah. Wishes. Patsy wishes. Walker starts in Trish's wishes. Like a little Disney <laughs> Disney Channel movie. Or like it's like a a fundraising event she does. Trish's like wishes. Jerry's kids, Trish's wishes. <laughs> Like a make, like make a wish foundation. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Make a Trish's wish. Make a Trish wish. <laughs> uh, in the next scene, Will and Trish are talking on the phone, and um, Will's been following the security all over the city. We can see that there's lots of work going on at uh, the house that Kilgrave bought. Um, uh, sort of taking stuff in and out, like tables and things. Uh, Trish arrives at Jessica's office. Malcolm called her to tell her to arrive. And he says, Jessica's about to make a huge mistake. Um, oh, please don't scream. Uh, you, Trish, screaming at Ruben's dead body. Why didn't uh, you tell her? Why didn't you tell her? Oh, hey, I'm about to show you something. It's a dead body, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> don't scream. I think, I think Trish would have screamed anyway because, like, we do get Jessica mention a few times that Trish is 
like slightly overdramatic. And I'm not saying I wouldn't scream if I saw a dead body, because I totally would. But I think Trish would scream anyway, because I do think she veers towards overdramatic. Yeah, but if you Acting. tell someone, <laughs> if you tell someone, oh, hey, there's a dead body in there, then at least they can prepare themselves. That's mm. true. Are you doing a magic trick, Malcolm? <laughs> like, just tell her. To prepare. Mm. Ta-da! <laughs> if he says ta-da when he showed her that, one, I would probably die laughing. Oh, that amazing. Sorry, if I go to like a friend's apartment and there's a stranger in there, uh, practically practically a stranger in there, and uh, uh, he says, "I'm going to show you something," but just please don't scream. <laughs> Okay, like, uh, uh, I'll see myself out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, bye. Um, <laughs> Is that I also like that Malcolm goes to say, I need your help, but he changes it to Jessica needs your help, which I thought was a cool detail because it's, it's kind of a thing we keep having that, you know, Jessica says, I can't keep saving you, Malcolm. And it's all about Malcolm kind of trying to decide to save himself. So instead of saying, I need your help, he says, Jessica needs your help. He's sort of, I think it's him making the decision. He's not going to say, I need your help, because the only person that can help is, is him. I don't know. I liked it in the script. I thought it was quite a nice little Yeah. Um, in the next scene, Jessica's in a taxi. She gets out after throwing money at the cabbie. <laughs> Sorry, calm down, Jessica. Um, Jessica, you have no chill. God, yeah, chill out. Well, um, you know, the theme song is starting to pick up again, so she's got to act more badass, you know. Yeah, she has to climb <laughs> She's got to get the, the theme song going. She has to get her Batman pose. <laughs> But it's, like, polite, you know what I mean? You don't just throw money at the cabbie. Yeah, and also, he's concerned about her. He's like, do you want to kill yourself getting out of the cab? Like, he's he's concerned about her, and she's just like, me, take my money. Um, It's like, all right. We can argue that she's probably still very hungover, and she's kind of a bit desperate at this point with her plan. Um, so Jessica climbs up the bridge to the top, we get the theme music, and Jessica stands on the bridge and looks over the city, saying her goodbye to New York. How about a shot. new new version of the score? It just does not work for me. Why? It's basically the theme tune. <laughs> the theme tune, again, with the theme tune. It fit a little bit better here than last time when uh, Luke was on the bus. <laughs> yeah, the little, yeah. So. It's more appropriate. Well, because it's her just, theme tune. Like, it shouldn't really yeah. play for Luke. It should play for her, you know. For Jessica! <laughs> 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 Um, so then she arrives at the office. Uh, Trish says that Malcolm is saving her from herself. Um, Ruben's body's gone. Um, and Trish says she knows how to find Kilgrave. And we find out that Jessica does still think of herself as a murderer, obviously, because of Reva. And then Trish says that Jessica is exactly the hero she wanted her to be. And I drew a little heart. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, did you like the bit where Jessica's standing on the bridge? Do you think that was a cool shot? It yes. was. I didn't yeah. know what yeah. she was doing at first. I like the shot. It was just the music. I was like, why can't we just have something cooler? I mean, <laughs> different. I, you're saying that this, the theme is not cool, Robin. I think uh, the theme is cool when it's playing over the credits. But why can't they use it at certain moments in the series? Like I said, they used the theme of Daredevil all the way through the show. I don't think, I think it's because this whole thing is kind of odd. It's a little out of place sometimes. Yeah. Mm. I think it was out of place with Luke. I think because I'm like, this isn't your show. Your show's yeah, next year, Luke. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they didn't play it then, and they just decided to play it here, it would mm-hmm. have been maybe more impactful. Because this is supposed to be like mm-hmm. she's taking one last look at the city, and she's ready. She's going to turn. She's going to do. You know, turn herself in and go to jail for a very long time just to catch Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. So. What would you guys have done if, when she's looking over the city, you just see Iron Man fly past? 
start with Highway to Hell blaring. (laughs) (laughs) It totally ruins the moment. (laughs) She's like, God damn it, stop. Stop stop stealing my moment. (laughs) So Malcolm is dragging uh, Ruben's body to the river and he weighs it down. And then he gives a little French soliloquy, which is um, a, a, a soliloquy. What's it called? No, a, uh, an ep- a what's it called? You say it, a funeral. Uh, 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 a eulogy. 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 Thank you. I was going to say an epilogue. I was going to say an epilogue as well. <laughs> <laughs> the epilogue to the it's the epilogue to their non-existent friendship. Um, uh, so we get a lovely little eulogy where Malcolm speaks French and he says, a beautiful funeral doesn't guarantee heaven, and then pushes the body into the river. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor Reuben. Oh, I feel really yeah. bad. All he did was make banana bread and fall in love with the wrong woman. <laughs> and he played with his extra sketch. Oh. Oh, forget to put his pants on. Oh, um, never, never get to go to the zoo again. You'll never see the giraffe mm. again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he'll be reborn as a giraffe. Oh, that would make him so happy. If you if you ever go to like Central Park Zoo, any of our listeners, and you see a giraffe and it's eating banana bread, you'll know that Ruben <laughs> is alive. <laughs> I will personally bring banana bread at the zoo. (laughs) So at the house on uh, Birch and Higgins, a man very proudly shows Kilgrave a Mickey Mouse phone that he found. Always wanted one of those. Yeah, me too. Um, Kilgrave uh, then gets in the car and drives away, and Will is watching. Trish messages Will, but he ignores her message. So he's doing a Trish. Trish is ignoring Jessica. Will's ignoring Trish. So, so he's. That's an asshole. So he's recreating her childhood home. Oh, I'm, I'm a little bit yes. confused by it. Did she did she live there with Trish and Trish's mom or it was Okay, and no. sorry, it sounded like and no. I'm going to like skip ahead. You are a allowed and say Mel, I do think you should be a little bit a bit more sensitive saying skipping ahead with what happens to Ruben later in this episode, Mel. Just saying. Well <laughs> skipping heads are fun. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, didn't she move in when she was a teenager? She looked to me like she was. No, she, I think she was moving out, out of the moving. house. Yeah, she we was find moving out, out. We find out later that she lost her journal that she she wrote in, uh, like which which was the journal in her oh, okay. home. She lost it under the floorboards, and then that she was at that house when her parents died, and then Dorothy and Trish came to pick her up from that house. Then it got sold to... Oh, sorry. And then how, when Kilgrave how, moved in, he obviously found the journal lose. under the floorboards. Sorry, Vicky? I, how did you lose a journal under the floorboards? She I put mean, it under a floorboard, but she couldn't remember which one. I don't know. Yeah. Which well, I don't, that, how many of these floorboards are there? Part. I don't know. Idiot. Plot like, device. She's, She's uh, she was like, super strong, so she just pulls up any old floorboard to put it under there. She has nothing. Uh, she wasn't. She uh, probably didn't know she was super strong at that point because her parents had just died. Mm. You know, it depends when she got her powers. Flashback episode. Maybe. Yeah, see, I thought it was Trish and her mom. I thought it was their house. And I was like, why is this house so full of happy memories for Jessica because obviously like this seems like a horrible family mm. Mm. it was like I was completely confused by this but it makes sense now and you can't imagine Dorothy living like in the, the burbs you know she uh, I don't know I think or fancy house yeah maybe I don't I know think. um 
So Jessica finds Malcolm at the river and uh, jumps in to retrieve the body while Malcolm holds up his phone for illumination. I was like, it's not going to do much. Okay. <laughs> Um, so did you guys think that she was just going to fish the whole body out or were you surprised in yeah. that scene? Very no. surprised. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, she walks into the police precinct soaking wet with a bag and you're like, oh, oh, what's in, oh, oh, what? No, she wouldn't, ju- she wouldn't just have, oh my God, she ripped Ruben's head off. That's a little extreme. Yeah. Yeah. A little oh, extreme. Again, poor Ruben. Like, oh. Mm. Aw. Like, how are they going to tell that he slit his throat now? Exactly. Well, they don't. They they don't want. They don't. Jessica doesn't want them to tell that he's slit his throat. She wants them to think that she killed him by ripping his head off. Yeah. So that's probably why she ripped the head off. So you wouldn't see because, like Malcolm said to her, the coroner will be able to tell that his wounds were self-inflicted. That's definitely supermax worthy, though. Super supermax worthy. Um. So Clemens rightly kind of freaks out a bit while she drops the head on his desk. As you would. Um, so cut to Jessica in handcuffs in the interrogation room. Um, Jerry arrives and says that she'll plead mental incompetence, but Jessica insists that she has to go to Supermax. Uh, Clemens says, uh, uh, Jerry, you leave. I'll get a public defender. And I was like, oh, yeah, for the <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, <laughs> every time I was like, oh, this is it. Um, and then uh, Clemens is still sceptical, so he asks, why Supermax? And Jessica says, anyone got it? Uh, same thing as before. I'm a top shelf pervert. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. She confesses to killing Reaver as well. And then she says that she tore Ruben's head off with her bare hands. Then she breaks the chains. Then she destroys a chair. It's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> Did you guys recognize who enters? I was so excited. We got our first cameo. It's, uh, it's detective, or not detective, he is, um, uh, I think he's a sergeant, Sergeant Brett Mahoney from Daredevil, who's basically the sergeant whose mum likes cigars and who Foggy bribes with cigars for his mum. Oh, the guy was always standing at that podium? Yeah, <laughs> the little podium, yeah, the podium, which makes it sound like he's like, <laughs> like a singer or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's the same guy, it's the same actor. So I was like, oh my god, it's Mahoney! Um, which is pretty cool. It's all connected, hashtag! Hashtag! And um, he releases Jessica and orders the captain, and then Jessica enters the main precinct and finds that all the cops are holding guns to to each other's heads, and then Mahoney holds his gun up to Clemens' head. What did you guys think? Because I was like, ah, when I saw this, horrible. Yeah, it's really nasty. He's, oh, blech. I hate Kilgrave. <laughs> I hate him. I love him. Yeah. This was probably the most interesting part of the episode for me. Oh, yeah, wow. me too. Me too. Yeah, this is, this mm. is huge. This, like, makes um, the whole episode. I also enjoyed looking for the posters in the precinct. There was a po- <laughs> Was it the same one that I noticed? Yeah. Which one? The Arrive Alive one, yeah, I, that made me laugh. Um, there was another one as well. There was the Arrive Alive one. It said something underneath about driving, but I couldn't see what it said. I don't know if you saw Mel. No. Um, and there was another one that drive made Arrive Alive. Maybe. Arrive Alive, Drive Alive. But we, yeah. Drive, drive to Arrive Alive. <laughs> drive to Alive. Drive Alive. If you're a vampire, don't drive. Uh, and there was another poster that said, Suicide kills. Stress and trauma hurts. I was like, what? That's a very random poster. Is that a real poster? <laughs> no, it can't be. Suicide kills. Stress and trauma hurts. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a very well, random poster. 
<laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know, hey, murder kills. Yeah. yeah yes, it does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so Kilgrave. You think? Yeah, exactly. Kilgrave appears and he's wearing a purple suit. Yay! Yay! Oh, he has been. I've been, I, I, I was all excited when I saw him first come out of the house. He was wearing his purple suit. No, he's wearing a purple suit here. Oh, I'm I was so excited when he came out of the house. painted purple in the series. <laughs> you could have taught him how to do that, Vicky, seeing as you have been painted purple. I could have taught him, seeing as I have cosplayed as purple man. <laughs> yeah, and you said never, never again, again because it took hours <laughs> to paint you purple. It took forever. Yeah. Um, and it did. It did. And I got purple on everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing the white leotard at the time, so I was like, just don't touch me. <laughs> Yeah, the purple was everywhere. Um, So Kilgrave says he's been keeping eyes on Jessica, um, and he has no intention of controlling her. And then he says the creepiest thing ever, which is, I don't care if it's someone to cry, because it really creeped me out, which is, I'm not torturing you. Why would I? I love you. And I was like, He's really deluded. Yeah. Yeah, he's so creepy. This part, at this part of the show, I really got mad at Jessica. (laughs) Because she's wanted to end him for this whole series. Mm -hmm. And she is within striking distance and she does nothing. And he's vulnerable at this point. And he's not controlling her. All she has to do is reach out and crush his throat. But (laughs) if if she does that, then Hope will go to jail. And she cares about Okay, okay. Reach out, cover his mouth, put him to sleep with a chokehold, throw him <laughs> in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine, though, he's given some orders to the cops that have guns on each other to say as well if she attacks okay. him. Okay, well, later, the house, she could walk up to him, go in the house with him, <laughs> put her hand over him, put him in a chokehold. Matt, I'm not going <laughs> to spoil I'm not going to spoil the first 30 seconds of the next episode for you, Matt, which is what you said what? happens. <laughs> does she say shh? Yes, yes she does. I don't know which I don't know which plan is worse now, Matt, uh, uh, Trish's or Jessica's. That was my plan. Oh. <laughs> my plan's awesome. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, Kilgrave calls Reuben a milk toast little man boy, and I was like, oh, Reuben. Oh. I mean, it's true, but oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He wasn't hurting anyone. No, he just wanted to be a oh. giraffe. Yeah. Um, and no harm in that. Kilgrave left Jessica a present, but she didn't find it. And then the phone rings, and it's Clemens' phone. And Kilgrave throws the phone against the wall and says, "The next person whose phone rings has to eat it." And then we get my favourite quote, and we did better steal it because it's my quote, which I'm going to say later. Um, Oops. Then that let me go first, then. <laughs> well, I'm going first. It's, uh, I'm charged, so say that. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so Jessica agrees to go with him, because I think she you knows she's worried that he's going to kill you know, someone or everyone in this precinct. And a nice detail I like was Kilgrave says he knows what love like, looks like from television. I was like, oh, oh no, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Because I, I, just think what he might have been watching. I might have been watching only Twilight movies. Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> Dreadful. Yeah. You might have only watching soap operas or other terrible things. Um, Daredevil theatrical cut. Oh, we should have sung that for when Reuben died. I'm so tired of being here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, Kilgrave says, we get a little bit of insight into Kilgrave here. He said he got everything he wanted before Jessica, but he didn't realise how unsatisfactory that was before she left him to die. She is the first person that he wanted that walked away. So, yeah, as we discussed before, you know, she's the one that got away. That's why he wants her so much. Yeah, that's why he's obsessed with her, because it's like he wants what he can't have and can't control. He's basically like a... a a child, but never really, like, he grew up, but never, like, sure, in his mind. Mm. Like, he never raised anyone. He just, like, he just operates by, like, all these, like, child-like wants and needs, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a spoiled brat. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is. It's different to, like... Oh, oh my God, he's Veruca Salt. He is Veruca Salt. <gasps> I want the world. <laughs> I want the whole world. <laughs> I want it now, <laughs> Jessica! <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder what kind of trouble he would get himself into in uh, Willy Wonka, though. Oh, he'd end up in an unmarked grave behind the factory like the other kids. I mean, which is where they all are, apart from Charlie. I think, though, Kingpin's kind of like a, a you know, as, as a character, he was almost like a, a giant child as well. I mean, like Vincent Sofra described Kingpin as a child and a monster, but in a much more different way is that in that he has, like, temper tantrums, whereas Kilgrave kind of does, but, like, like more like you were saying, he's more like a spoiled brat. He well, just doesn't see Fisk, anything wrong. Fisk has uh, manners. Yeah, Fisk has manners, yeah, exactly, yeah. I like that in my villains. (laughs) (laughs) I think Kilgrave's more of a a sociopath. He's just... And he just has mantrums all the time. (laughs) Oh, he's king of mantrums. I'm I'm sensing the think pieces being written now about, like, ooh, the Marvel Netflix TV shows are all about man-childs. All about whiny, pissed babies. Sorry, Mel, what were you going to say? I just said it's kind of true, though. Like, yeah, it is kind of true. Even if they did do write a, a think piece about it, it's kind of true. Because <laughs> they're fascinating mm. to watch. Picking and choosing things that make the their initial idea work and not taking the whole thing into perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I love this um, take on Kilgrave. I think it makes him so much more interesting than in the comics a lot of the time, particularly like in his earliest appearances. He's just like... Uh, you know, I have control. Mwahaha. Um I think he's yeah, I think he's very interesting and he's I love the way I love the way David Tennant plays him. I think it's it's so he's a lot more three dimensional. Yeah, and he's just he's repellent. Oh, I love it. It's oh, it's just so horrible. He just creeps me out every I can't look at David Tennant the same light ever again. <laughs> <laughs> then Kilgrave says in thirty seconds, um oh he's he's got someone to uh, erase the security footage, so now we know why you know, people can never find him. And he says, in 30 seconds, the police will realise it's a joke and let Jessica leave. And then he says, look for my present and I'll see you at home. And then he waves as he leaves, which kind of made me laugh. He's kind of like, bye. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never, you never cancelled out that order about eating a cell phone. So the next person whose cell phone... Oh, true. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We didn't think about that. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one thing I'm, you know, Skype call is kind of breaking up a little bit, um, but so I might have missed you guys talking about it. Um, there, there's a part where Kilgrave says, uh, much like uh, Malcolm was saying, we have to do this. You have to help me, or actually, you have to help Jessica, or whatever. Um, there was another uh, uh, misplaced pronoun here, or whatever. Um, he says, uh, "You're oh, the yeah. first thing." Excuse me, person. <laughs> That, yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's really it's it, it is very interesting because it shows that he he doesn't see her as a person. He doesn't. He oh, yeah. 
Caesar just as just a possession. It's like, well, I can't have this, but I want it. Meh. So I'm going to have it. Matt, what did you say? Sorry. I said that if she had straight up rejected him here, he would have resorted to mind control. Oh yeah. He's pretending totally. he's pretending he wasn't going to, but he would have. <laughs> well because like Vicky said, Kingpin has manners, but Kilgrave doesn't. <laughs> He'd just be like yeah. But I want but yeah, footage. Fisk lives by a code and by and by manners. He just, you know, every now and then he loses his shit and smashes people to death with their head in a corridor. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, the creepiest thing here that Matt has just made me realise is, so all the officers start laughing and they lower their guns and they're like, oh, what a funny joke that was. But then one of them's going to eat their phone. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm, delicious. I hope one of them's carrying... A blackberry. Hey oh hey oh Maybe maybe one maybe one of them's got like a chocolate phone or something. <laughs> or a banana phone. Ring 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 banana phone. Oh banana bread phone. Banana? Uh, banana bread shaped like a phone. Banana. 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 Except the banana bread phone wouldn't ring, so it wouldn't work. Oh, what if, what if, like, what if it's the public phone that rings? Oh! Oh, no! They're going to be eating so many germs. I know! Yeah, the entire, yes. entire phone booth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Jessica leaves, and she's running along the street outside, and she runs back to the office. And well, I, forgot to say, I forgot to say when, like, when she came in with the head and she was all wet, and then we cut to the interrogation. Somebody did her hair and makeup for her. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of. Her like, hair was. I want you to look pretty for the the, the one way mirror girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hair, the hair was perfectly done. Mm-hmm. They obviously, I don't know. Maybe they let her have a hair dryer. I don't know. That is weird. <laughs> Very odd. Um, and so she's searching the office for the gift, and then she finds the locked box that she tripped over earlier uh, when she came in the, the apartment with Malcolm. And we get a little flashback, and it's the one that she dug up with Reva. And inside is a diary, which says Jessica Jones, 1996 to 1999. And there's a note that says, start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which mm. we would wonder what that means. Don't, don't, don't. No, we know already, so... Yeah. She so, takes it wrong. She goes back to the hospital where she was born. She <laughs> <laughs> tries to fall back inside her mum's womb. Kilgrave, are you in here? Did we assume like he knows he knew about that journal because Jessica told him about it, maybe when under maybe. mind control or something? Or he That's just found it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she must have told him. The same with uh, the her growth chart behind the uh, wallpaper. Well, I think the growth chart he just spotted because of the little notches in the door. Mm. I don't Why think would you tell there. someone that, though? Like, oh, hey, I remember when I was a kid, I used to measure ways. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> that was just... I think he did just that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised, like, they pre- the owners who bought the house after Jessica, like, you know, didn't fill in the little notches, but, okay. So, um, Jessica packs her bag and leaves, but is stopped by Robin... Uh, who is convinced that Jessica knows where Reuben is. And then she finds right, his sandal. Her. She finds his sandal and says, tell him I'm sorry about the zoo. I was like, <gasps> And the bit that made me really sad was when she said he's very sensitive about his neck, you know. And I don't know why, it just made me really sad because oh. that's where Kilgrave made him kill himself. I was like, oh. It's a little on the nose. It is a bit, <laughs> but it made me sad. I was like, oh. Full on the throat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Rob, Robin, the actress who plays Robin reminds me of, uh, uh, like Sean Young or Joan Cusack. She's a bit Joan Cusack, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think like, Chloe Sevigny. Oh, I can, yeah. She looks a bit like Chloe Sevigny, but not really in her performance, but I can, yeah, she looks a bit like her. She has very big eyes. Um, Jessica tries to comfort Robin, but Robin's really angry, and then she begs Jessica to find Ruben, but Jessica leaves. Um, and then she gets in the cab. Left there screaming, Ruben! Oh! Sorry about the zoo. That's so sad. Um... She's gonna, you know, she's gonna end up at Central Park Zoo, uh, looking at the giraffes, going, "Ruben, is that you?" Oh. <laughs> um, I got you uh, banana bread uh, and your extra sketch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jessica arrives at the house on Higgins and Birch, and we get a little flashback, which is young uh, Jessica. Uh, with Dorothy, and as we said, she put the journal under the floorboards and has lost it somewhere. And Trish, little Trish is in the car with a bruised neck. Um, and uh, Tolkien of Lex, Kilgrave appears, and he's wearing a V-neck sweater. And I drew three hearts because, oh, my word, <laughs> David Tennant. Oh, you're a beautiful man. <laughs> he's never looked beautiful. <laughs> he's never looked as beautiful as he does then. I was like, oh. I love it. Uh, he's just got suburban, suburban man look. Like, comfortable yeah. So, and he just smiles <laughs> at her. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> he leaves. Did he smell her? Oh, did he? I don't think so. Oh, I thought that's what she said, but he smelled her as she... Oh, no, he <laughs> smiles. No, he just comes up to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did his spirit. I was like, oh, that far off. He, pro- he probably did that too, to be fair. Oh, yeah, he smells her and he's like, Chanel number five. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He like They like walk into the house and I look at my wife and I'm like, they're going to put the freaking credits on now. <laughs> like, boom credits. You know they are. Of course they are. Uh, and that's the end of the episode, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I didn't say at the start again because I'm terrible. This episode was written by Jenna Rebeck and Micah Schraft and was directed by Simon Selen, Helen Jones, who I believe um, worked on Doctor Who in the UK. I think he did a couple of... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone on behalf. Uh, so sorry, everyone. Sorry, <coughs> that's okay. So we got the return of Robin's nicknames in this episode. Hooray! Hooray! You guys, and we got the episode title twice. Hooray! Hooray! Now I hope you guys aren't too full after your New Year binging uh, to have some Easter eggs. You might have to just loosen your belts a little bit. But um. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Matt Mel, are you ready for your trips? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we might we might die, but okay. <laughs> uh, if you die, can you leave me your cats, please? Mm, nope. We're gonna bring them down with us. Poor <laughs> <laughs> little guys. Okay, half in, half so, out. Anyway, they deserve it. <laughs> so, Royce Johnson, um, who played Sergeant Brett Mahoney um, in Daredevil, appears as the same character in here. Um, so, obviously, we've discussed that already, but that's a nice little cameo from Daredevil for this show. We get another cameo in this scene, um, the scene in which Jessica re-enters the, the precinct and sees everyone with guns to each other's heads. There's a little picture of a third person that we know in the background. Did you guys see it? 
Oh. Oh, there's, a little, there's a little cheeky portrait of Stan Lee on the wall as the commissioner again from Daredevil. I was like, oh, uh-huh. hi, yeah. Aww. hi, Stan. Hey, so we get two little cameos in that scene, which is very Demrelissimo. They're like, <laughs> uh, we'll do the same Stan Lee cameo as Daredevil. <laughs> well, they're, they're not going to have him in it. I think that would. I think no, it would I be a bit distracting. If he's like, I'm Commissioner Stan Lee. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> It'll be Come like, couldn't he be like, uh, uh, couldn't he play Luke's, uh, assistant barkeep there? Oh, yeah, but then he's saying some deep stuff to Jessica and we would just be too distracted who by Who else Stanley. could say that? I mean, who else could pull off the gravitas that Stan could pull off the Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Swim or fly. Can you imagine if it was Morgan Freeman and he just said that line and then we never saw him in the series again? We're like, that's random. And he's like, you're welcome. Um, so in the mix, Jessica grew up in Queens, probably in the area of Forest Hills, um, because in the comics she went to the same high school as Peter Parker um, and he grew up in Forest Hills. But in the show, um, there were some people who were commenting on where the house is. They reckon it's in Long Island or somewhere like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... I don't know. There's a fact. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Um, And then the biggest one is Ruben's death is a nod to um, spoilers for the comics to a death that happens in the Alias comics in which Jessica has a dead body in her bed um, that is de- has been devoured by insects. I won't say whose. Um, in the comics, it is Kilgrave's doing, but it is not actually a dead body that's there. It's just Kilgrave has done like a hallucination in Jessica's mind. So it's basically a direct recreation of that. But the character of Rubin is not in the comics. Uh, and as the last one, um, Roy the bartender jokes, oh, you're going to have his baby. <coughs> yeah, I'll just leave that there. Right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I hope you guys are all from those nice Easter eggs. She's pregnant? What? I've yet to see a condom in the show. I have yet to see a condom. Yeah. Uh, 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 no glove, no law, guys. Condom? <laughs> so now it's time for quotes. And I'm going first because I'm the boss. And <laughs> got my favourite quote, which is a Kilgrave yeah. one. Um, which is crappy fluorescent lights and cockroaches and loud cell phones and the smell of piss. I am trying to profess eternal love here, people. Oh my god, <laughs> so much, so insane. That's a good quote. Uh, who's next, Robin? You can go next because you were itching to go. You stink. Well, I'm a piece of shit, and shit stinks. Love <laughs> <laughs> You stink. Um, Matt, <laughs> do you want to go next? Trish's wishes. It's <laughs> <laughs> your favourite quote from the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Mel? I love Zarkola because it tastes great! <laughs> <laughs> Mel, you would have totally nailed that audition. <laughs> um, Vicky, have you got any quotes? No, but just because I want to say it again. That's it! <laughs> it is very very fun to say uh, it is I've, fun. Got, I've got another Kilgrave quote because I love quoting him which is manual decapitation you're full of surprises yeah go for it running it helps with the sobriety sobriety blows you're a real <laughs> inspiration <laughs> <laughs> she's terrible 
Uh, any other quick skies? I have another one. Got any, I have another one. Got any change? Blimpy's punch card, two away from a free sub. <laughs> He's like, thanks. I have a Jerry and Jessica quote. How did you know we were here? The temp. Fire the temp. Fire the I made temp. Me laugh. <laughs> Poor temp. <laughs> okay, well now it is time for feedback. Let me open our Gmail. We do. We have one from Heidi. Where are you, Woo? Why have you forgotten about us? Come back. Come back, Woo. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, who would like to read this? I'll put it in Skype. Does anyone want to read it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so creepy. Okay, this email is from Heidi. Hi, guys. I knew the neighbor guy would be a red shirt. (laughs) 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 Getting put into a maximum security prison. A prison? A prison. (laughs) A prison. (laughs) A prison. Getting put into a maximum security prison. I keep wanting to say prism as well. (laughs) Doesn't seem like a logical plan, but I'll reserve judgment until we see how this plays out. This episode is like, this is your life. This is your life, Jessica! Jessica and Trish are like adopted sisters. I think that's what I got from the conversation with their mom. <laughs> what is she trying to say? Is she trying to say that she's like a the mom because she's a bad mom, or maybe she's not the mom of either. <gasps> Did you think she's one of those like stage moms that like adopts kids just to look like she's an awesome person? Maybe kind of like a kind of like um what's her what, face like Angelina there? Jolie. <laughs> No, like Mommy Dearest, like, uh, what's her name? Joan Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love Trish screaming when she saw the body after saying she wouldn't. (laughs) Kilgrave is collecting Mickey Mouse memorabilia. (laughs) I was was just as confused. Um, I don't think you can actually ask to be put in prison, but I really don't know. Let's try it. Heidi, let us know how it goes next week. Yes, Heidi. (laughs) Yeah, you go ahead and um, do the experiment, why don't you? (laughs) Uh, So Kilgrave isn't just a stalker. He's a lovesick stalker. But he did learn about love on television. (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) That is terrifying. (laughs) That ending was very chilling. The next episode should be a good one. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Thanks, Heidi. We love getting feedback. Thank you for sending feedback in the busy New Year time, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, we love getting feedback, and I, I want to know what happens when you try and get sent to prison, Heidi. We'll do a podcast on it where we interview you from inside Supermax. <laughs> Supermax. Supermax. <laughs> okay, so there's, let's... Oh, there's, oh. Sorry, there's a lottery There's a lottery thing here called Supermax, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Is the yeah. prize that you get to go to Supermax? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've never won it, but I could try to buy a ticket and let you know. <laughs> See what happens. That will be like, Mel can't record this week. Oh, why is that? Oh, she got sent to Supermax. Oh. She won the Supermax. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Jessica needs to do is win the Supermax. Um, yeah, it could be like the prison version of the Super Bowl. <sighs> I don't get the Super Bowl. Sorry, Americans. <laughs> like, you are forgiven. Just, isn't it just sport? 
I mean, like, what the hell? Football games. It's not football. football. It's American football. It's, it's American football. It's, American it's rugby football for games. pussies. Yeah. I don't give a shit about either. It's what it is. It's rugby for wimps. <laughs> yep. Sure. Yep. Right, let's uh, rate this episode. Okay, uh, Vicky, you are our guest, so therefore you can go first. I'm going to rate this episode seven. Jessica! <laughs> Out of ten. I'm just imagining that when you uh, did were dressed as Kilgrave, you should have been running around just yelling that. Jessica! <laughs> it sounds like he's saying her name with a Y at the beginning. So it sounds yeah, like Jessica! <laughs> Uh, Mel, you can go next. I am also going to give it a uh, seven out of ten jazzercise outfits. Um, Aww. yeah, I, I did I really. There's a lot of parts about this episode I didn't like. I didn't like Trisha's mom at all. Like, just Jessica the whole scene between her and Jessica was just full, full of exposition that I just mm-hmm. felt like I didn't really need. Yeah. Is yeah. And I don't know, just a lot of parts of this episode are like eh, like Officer Simpson, I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. Go away. You're going <laughs> Leave already. I just want you to up here and just be <laughs> shooing him away. Go, go, go away. Just go, go, <laughs> shoot, shoot. <laughs> um uh, and yet, sorry, but the plans too, like the plans didn't seem quite uh, to make sense to me as well, mm-hmm. so it kind of down my rating a lot. Oh, that's cool. And also, you loved that. last week, didn't you? You loved last week. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Matt. Uh, I like it except for Jessica not seizing the chance to kill <laughs> or uh, at least incarcerate the purple man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give it um, eight out of ten delicious cell phones. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yum, yummy. Yum. Yum. Uh, in my <laughs> I'm ringing in my tongue. Um, uh, Robin. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, the main thing that made up for this episode was the scene in the police station between Kilgrave and Jessica. That's pretty much uh, where this episode gets all the points. I mean, there's stupid plans left and right and uh just people being douchebags left and right too it's like freaking hogarth and, uh rebecca de mornay uh, <laughs> 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 um but it was i i thought it was cool to find out more about uh jess and trish's background um I guess they could have done that scene a little better, but it was weird. It was like uh, Jessica, like, finds out in the first couple scenes that she's going to go away to jail for life, and I felt like they were trying to make this more important than it ended up being, like, Mm -hmm. put more emotion behind it, like... Because Jess is now going to Luke's. She's going to she's going to Hogar. She's going to the the mother out of nowhere, to Trisha's mother, to, to to wrap things up to make sure everybody's all squared away before she gets put in prison for life, and then has this huge um, moment on top of the bridge. But it just didn't land as good as I, I'd hoped. Um, but still, that the police station um, makes it for me a eight out of ten. Uh, you've got blackmail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, there was a lot of bits that, that didn't hit for me, like the, the plan, um, the plans, I was like, oh, 
you know, I, I don't understand. I liked seeing um, Trish's mum, and I loved that it was Rebecca De Mornay, because I like her as an actress. Um, and we got to see Wendy be a badass, and that was awesome, because I love Wendy. Uh, the, the police station scene was the highlight, I think. Um, really, really loved it. Mm. Um, really great. I like that I get from the, like, the plan side of things that Jessica's trying everything she can to stop this guy. Um, I just think it wasn't developed enough. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, it was it was fine. The police station stuff was great. I loved seeing Mahoney. Um, I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Rebecca, the mummy dearest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seven point four average. Cool. I figured that um, Matt and Mel, you wouldn't like this one as much as last week because I know you loved last week's episode. So I kind of figured mm-hmm. that would be the case. Um, it was still good. Yeah, and I kind me, of like, like sometimes I, I sort of look at what like we're on episode seven, and then I think, well, what was happening in Daredevil at this point? And it was the it was the stick episode. Um, so, which was, you know, really fun. But we just had, like, the, the drama of the condemned episode, you know, with the the death of um, Dimitri and Anatoly and everything like that. And and that was quite sort of dramatic, but two-parter. Mm-hmm. And the stick one, I I think, in Daredevil felt a bit flat to me as well compared to the previous episodes. So I think it might, it might just be this sort of mid-season thing, mm-hmm. you know. To me, it's like... Um you know, th- this show is really, like, it, it really ratchets up whenever we get Jess and uh, Kilgrave interacting. Yeah. And I'm just thinking next week, it's going to be, like, maybe a whole episode of that, right? <laughs> so next week um, is all flashbacks revolving Reuben and Robin. <laughs> all right, well, I'll take that. <laughs> Next week, she she chokes him out immediately. (laughs) And then the series ends. (laughs) And then it plays, I'm so tired of being here. (laughs) Purple rain. Well, that was the episode. So, my... uh, uh, Actually, no, we're going to ask Vicky first. I was going to say my lovely lovely hosts, but uh, my lovely guest, Vicky... Um, where can people find you online if they want to, to hear more from you? And have you got anything you would like to plug? Uh, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, on Twitter, I am Fanny Bomb Fabulous, and that's fabulous spelled F U. How do you spell it? How do I spell it? I don't A- know. F A B U L U S. Um, that's my Twitter account. Um, also on Tumblr, which is Fish Custard and Clint Barton. And at the moment, I don't have anything to plug. Oh, but you'll be back for so. the page, yeah? Oh, yeah. And I just, I, I love Jessica Jones because she's so, it's very rare that you get such a flawed female character. Mm-hmm. And I love that about her. And as someone who has uh, battled alcoholism themselves, it's like, and the PTSD side as well. It's just really nice to see it handled so thoughtfully and, like, so rawly, because you very rarely get that kind of, like, rawness and, the real, like, the realness about both those things. So, yeah, Jessica's, like, she's the shit, man. She is the <laughs> shit. And I love her. I love her. That would be your review on, like, the poster when they release the DVD. It would just be... Vicky Tree says, Jessica Jones, she's the shit. Five stars. 
it, well, she just so is because she's so flawed, but she still tries to do the right thing all the time, despite all of that. And yeah, it's just uh, she's just so awesome, and I love her, and I want to like wrap her up in cotton wool and put her in my pocket and take her home with me. Oh <laughs> well, you can get the little Jessica Jones uh, little mini mate that I have, and then you could do that. Yay! <laughs> um, Post pocket Jessica! <laughs> pocket size. Um, and lovely co hosts. Uh, do you have anything to plug this week? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, what We Make Podcast and Hooplecast. Yay! Terminator <gasps> Deadwood. Do you want to give uh, us a quote from this week's Deadwood? Uh, as you did last oh, week. We are on a hiatus right now. Fuck! Yeah, that, that would basically be Hot it. Sucker. <laughs> What's the latest standing on Timothy Oliphant? Good actor? Bad actor? I know. He's been good lately, I think. You have to ask Matt. He's the one who has a problem with it. No, I think we haven't played <laughs> lately. He's been good. <laughs> he hasn't done much lately. No, well... He's been very somber for reasons I won't get into. Yeah. <laughs> um, Robin. Because his, his wood died. That's why it's called Ed Wood. Oh. Oh, Ed Wood. Spoilers, Robin. <laughs> it's oh, in the title of the show. I miss the wood. No, I, I'm on hiatus right now. I zombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Looking forward to coming back for the mid-season premiere in a couple weeks. And, uh, of course, Redemption Cast is back and kicking. And, uh, we're What's talking that about? about Angel. Talking about Angel, the Buffy oh. spinoff, and we're in the third season right now. Nice. Uh, and I, as ever, am on Intro to X, which is about the X-Files. We're on season eight, guys. Yay! Whoa. And we're in the Terminator times. Uh, but yeah, if you want to listen to <laughs> eight seasons of episodes about Intro to X, listen to, or about X-Files, listen to Intro to X. So, next week, guys, we possibly have a special guest. Named, uh, Jessica! What? <laughs> Indeed, my plan to only get guests who share names with characters in these shows continues. Oh, it's not the real Jessica? No, sorry. sorry I'm sorry. And we will be discussing, uh, episode 8, um, which is directed by the same guy that directed this week, so it's quite cool. And it's episode 8, aka WWJD? Question mark. What does that stand for, Matt Mouse? Mysterious. I think it's going to be about Jesus descending from the heavens and either helping out Jessica or Purple Man. I'm not sure which. So it's what would Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is he going to support? He's going to have to decide which of his uh, people he likes the best. (laughs) And um, who's going to be playing Jesus? Uh, Well, I don't know. I don't know. Me. <laughs> WWJD stands for uh, Wet and Wild Jessica Dreams. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa, maybe some sort of porno. Yeah. Freckle, freckle. With, uh, with wah, wah. It's going to be a porno with David Tennant, Claire. Ooh. I, I, <laughs> I actually think it's quite quiet then, like. That. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna say it's a it's gonna be not only a sad episode, but it's going to be a crossover universe episode. Uh, WWJD stands for Wonder Woman just died. Oh, um, Wonder Woman dies as a result of something. As uh, Purple Man dead. No, as a result of something Superman did because he's a dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just some drink. Um, and, uh, you know, and then it, Evanescence shows up and we, we listen oh to God. it. Oh, I'm God. so tired of no. you. No. And cries. No. <laughs> uh, no. And then no. Hoobastank shows up for the after party. So, seriously, guys, what do you think is going to happen with Jessica and Pokemon in this house? I hope um, she takes him out immediately. <laughs> she gives she gives her a tour of the newly renovated house. Uh, like, and it's basically a tour through her childhood. Hey, remember when you had this Mickey Mouse statue? Good times. Well, Simpsons. <laughs> I predict Simpson will die. He's going to go in there. He thinks Jessica's being mind controlled. Mm. He's going to go in there and then. Uh, I hope he dies. Then uh, purple will punch through his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe purple man will make him kill himself. Cool. I'm thinking Malcolm's going to say WWJD. Because they're going to try to figure out where did she go. Where would Jessica go? Depart to. Depart to? <laughs> well, this isn't the leftovers. Where would Jessica drive? <laughs> where, would, where would Jessica dance? Aww. Aww. Where would uh, she dance? Where would, she, where would Jessica dance? Okay, well, that is going to be next week. But this week, um, we have finished. Wait, what, what if it's this? What if it's this? Oh, whoa. <laughs> Vicky has to get a burp in, of course. Just <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Just, well, why won't Jessica die? Don't worry about it. Oh, Don't oh. worry, Vicky. Matt's been burping this entire time. Oh, just been well. Well, well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be me being a guest on this podcast if I didn't burp at least once. Let's be fair. Nobody's listening at this point. Mm-hmm. And I haven't mentioned Charlie Cox's ass once. Matt, what did you say it could stand for? Why won't Maybe. Jessica die? Yeah. So do you think do you think Kilgrave's gonna yell that at the sky, but instead of saying that he's gonna like do the uh, just <laughs> letters, he'll just like be yelling at the sky, shaking his fist, going, WWJD <laughs> <laughs> And the reason is is because she's immortal and Evanescent shows up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well we we shall see next week guys. Um so in the meantime, I think Vicky should take us out with an Excelsior. Okay. Excelsior Jessica! (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!